Welcome to Lost in Twin Peaks. Today's episode covers the in the weeds details of season three, part five, looking at the characters, statistics, who's up, who's down in terms of screen time and presence in the series, and uh, of course the motifs of coffee, pine, donuts. But first, we're going to look at the order of events. As far as the chronological order of events goes, I think that uh, the hitmen and the autopsy scene take place somewhere on Sunday, September 25th, or the early morning of Monday, September 26th, like before dawn. I think most of the episode takes place on Monday, September 26th, Cooper going back to work. Uh, that makes a lot of sense, although there is a problem later with the logistics of his office schedule. We'll get to that. But, you know, there everyone's going back to work on Monday after a long weekend. All of the Vegas stuff, the Mitchums, too, responding to what happened on Sunday at their casino. All of the South Dakota stuff other than the autopsy. And most of the Twin Peaks stuff, with one exception. That exception is the Becky Stevens scene. I believe that takes place on Tuesday, September 27th. And that was due to, you know, you don't need to, we don't need to get into it, but sort of complicated figuring out of uh, when stuff happens with Shelly when she's in a certain outfit or hairstyle versus others, etc., etc. Actually, I take it back, there is a second exception, and that's the scene at the Roadhouse with Richard. I believe that takes place on Sunday, September 25th in the evening. As far as the characters go, the ones introduced in this episode are Phil, Becky, Bushnell, uh, Trouble as a band at the Roadhouse, Stephen, Frank, the green tea Frank, not Frank Truman, the one who drinks green tea at Cooper's office. Richard, Anthony, Rhonda, the Mitchums, Doris, car the carjackers, uh, the Roadhouse gang, the our first segment of that, Charlotte and Elizabeth, the teenagers. Knox, Davis, the colonel and the lieutenant. Lorraine, Candy, along with Sandy and Mandy. Federico and Reynaldo. So there's actually quite a few characters, most of them pretty small, but, uh, you know, various characters with speaking parts a few a minute or so of screen time introduced. Who's returning to the show after four or more episodes of absence? There are many returns in this episode, and all of them were last seen five entries ago in Firewalk With Me or The Missing Pieces. Here was their last appearance, Bob, when he was trying to possess Laura and then kill her, and then did kill her. Norma, when she and Ed were sneaking late-night snuggles in his car. Nadine, when she was distressed at the sight of Norma and Ed in the diner together, even though she accompanied Ed there. Mike, when he was calling out to Donna from Bobby's car on their way to school. Heidi the waitress, when she was nursing a bloody nose and couldn't help Laura with the meals on wheels. And Toad the cook, last scene when he was remarking how quiet the diner was as Norma quietly cried. This actor died a few days after this was shot, so it was kind of a nice farewell for him. The episode is, is dedicated to him. Now that's when they all last appeared in terms of our viewing. In terms of chronology, of course, it's a little different because we're dealing with uh, their last appearance would have been in the season two finale, you know, in terms of the characters and their stories going forward. So in Bob's case, that would be uh, laughing with the doppelganger or no, seeing himself, the doppelganger seeing him in the mirror, obviously. Norma would be her and Ed standing in the... Uh, uh, in, in Ed's house as Nadine is revived, Nadine being revived and Mike there with the the uh, bandage on his head saying and telling her he loves her and then basically leaving the house with his head hanging down after he realizes she's come back. Um, Heidi, the waitress, also in that episode, showing up and repeating her lines from the pilot. So all of those characters, that was the last time we would have seen them chronologically. Viewing-wise, it would be Firewalk with me. For the rankings of the characters in terms of screen time, number 10 is Anthony with about three minutes. Is that okay with you? 
Dougie. Number nine is Richard with about three minutes. Little fucking smoking babies. Number eight is uh, Green Tea Frank with about three minutes. Try Number seven is Steven with about four minutes. Besides, I got some great fucking feedback today. Five and six is a tie between Bushnell and Trouble the Band. They have about four minutes of screen time. Cut the shit, Dougie. And uh, number four is Jacoby with about four minutes. Shovel your way out of the shit. Number three is Becky with five minutes. Did you take all of that today? Number two is Phil with six minutes. Off in dreamland again, huh, Dougie? That's interesting that Phil is in this so much. The, you know, a little assistant who's helping out uh, Cooper running around the office. Uh, he's actually the second most featured character in this episode, which I think tells us, first of all, that along, especially with like Bushnell having that much screen time, the green tea guy having that much screen time, Anthony having that much screen time, clearly the one area we do spend a lot of time in is Cooper's office. And that's why all these characters are featured so prominently. And then the number one ranked character is Cooper with 21 minutes of screen time. He's lying. More than three times the amount of the next character. And that's 16 minutes, about 16 minutes as, as Dougie Cooper and about five minutes as Mr. C. You're still with me. That's good. So this is a very Dougie-heavy episode, as we already knew. This is Phil's first time topping the supporting cast. Phil, the co-worker from the Vegas office. Interesting how, more often than not, I think three of the five times so far, the top character after Cooper is a character who's appearing for the first time in that episode. In terms of successive episodes with prominent screen time, who's on a hot streak? No character who's had over five minutes in part four carries over to part five except for Cooper, who, again, has had more than five minutes of screen time in every Twin Peaks entry we've had, uh, original series and this one. For coffee, pie, and donuts this week, a lot of coffee. Quite a lot. I mean, coffee fills the screen at, at the Bushnell Mullins office. We do see one coffee cup, maybe, in Lorraine's office in that earlier scene on her desk, but otherwise the first coffee we see is in the office where Phil races up past Dougie Cooper and has his whole tray of coffee in his hands and uh, Dougie Cooper takes Frank's cup that's meant for him even though he doesn't usually drink it and of course he ends up get Frank ends up getting the green tea instead. Dougie Cooper's slurping in the elevator, he's reaching for other characters' coffee when he gets into the office, he's clasping the coffee cup in the conference room, and everybody seems to have coffee in front of them. Also, one character, I think Frank actually, has a donut in front of him, so that's our first donut of the episode. By the way, the coffee is all from Simon's, the little bakery down in the lobby of this office building. And of course, that's later where Cooper will get the pie from. In the Double R Diner, most of the characters drink coffee uh, as well. They all have coffee cups at their tables. Now, there's no pie in there that I could see. Maybe it's too early in the morning or something, but there are donuts in the display case. And, of course, as always, in the sheriff's conference room, there's a bunch of coffee and donuts, although they're mostly eaten or drunk. They're kind of sitting by the wayside. It's late at night. They've had a long day. They're running out of supplies. That's it for this episode. Please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. You can become a patron on patreon.com slash movies. Tomorrow we will conclude this week of part five with my archive, my previous work on this particular episode. <laughs>